You are now listening to the Diet Doc Movement Podcast. A show all about macros, mindset, and movement hosted by us, Alexa Miller and Meredith River. Welcome back. You have Alexa and Meredith here with our special guest for round two of The Truth Hurts with Jeff. Um, Jeff, thanks so much for being here. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, happy to be here again. Um, I was surprised to get asked back. I thought I'd make everybody mad, but uh, apparently they liked it. Um, I, by day, I sell exotic cars and spare time. I'm a personal trainer and just kind of a uh, health advocate, I guess is the best way to describe it. But uh, I'm not the friend you want. I'm the friend you need. I love it. And you were so right. We had a ton of positive response from your first podcast. And I think it's because you know, a lot of times Meredith and I, we are the like soft end of the coaching, right? And we brought you on and you're just this raw, honest human being that I think a lot of people can relate with. So let's dive right in. We are end of February here, January resolution. A lot of people signed up, a lot of people started new programs and are already falling off the wagon. So I just want to dive right into most people start off with just some unrealistic expectations of what's supposed to happen or how to even find the right program. Yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, January is always the big time, right? The, the, the gym owners, um, you know, January is the time where you see potentially the most signups you'll see all year. And I think everybody who does it has really, really good intentions with it. It's just those intentions don't always match the goal side of things. Um, I, I have a friend of mine that's just north of 400 pounds right now, and he waved the white flag and said, I need help, you know, but even a talk with him, it's like, man, I need to lose 10 to 15 pounds a week. It's like, holy shit, man, you'll die. So let's not do that. Let's set something a little more realistic. So just as the people who signed up in January that had never been to a gym before, the first thing on their mind is I need to go to the gym six days a week because that's what I read online or that's what my Instagram influencer told me to do. They don't know the backstory that those people have probably been working out for a long, long time. And even if they have six days may equate to some overtraining. So I think just getting really realistic, you know, if you haven't been doing anything at all, that means doing a little bit of something's one hell of an improvement. You know, if you drink pop every single day and now you take out a couple days, you won. So stick with the smaller stuff right now and, and stay super realistic because if you set that stuff too high, you set that bar too high, you're setting yourself up for failure. Then you're going to start beating yourself up. Then we're back to where we began before you signed up for the gym. I see that a lot in nutrition clients too, where it's just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Right. Well, I could give you the perfect spread of macros and all the broccoli, chicken and rice in the world, but there's no way you're going to be able to do that for longer than January, which is why here we are fast forward eight weeks into the new year and people are falling off. So I totally see the frustration when we slowly, like as coaches drip information and say like, Hey, this week we're going to do this one thing. And it's like, well, no, I just want to do all the things to make it happen faster. But it's that faster approach. That's not realistic with goal attainment. It's, it's one thing to have like a fast approach to goal setting, but to attain the goal, it takes time. And that's where, you know, 
Alexa and myself and you, we step in and we have those conversations. Like, I know you want to do all the things and you want to lose all the weight this week, but it's going to happen. So we really try to like reel it in and, and slow the process down. So come next February, March, they're not in that position of having to start right back from square one. Yeah, I, I think that's spot on. And, you know, the big thing with that, it's a, a weird analogy, but a very true analogy is, you know, both of you guys, you probably didn't marry your husband after day one. Now, if you did, congratulations, it seems to have worked out well. But, you know, you spent some time dating, you spent some time getting to know them, you spent some time really figuring out what you enjoy about them before we sign up for this giant commitment. Well, you know, take the gym, take nutrition the same way. Start off dating it a little bit, small doses. Figure out what feels good to you, right? And maybe it does end up being a complete lifestyle change and you are the person that can eat chicken and rice seven days a week because it feels really, really good to you. But the majority of those people out there are also gonna really enjoy that Valentine's Day Reese's, you know, that's in the shape of the heart. It's the perfect combination of chocolate and peanut butter. Oh, Jeff, I love it. Um, and I think the hard part is like, I totally get it, right? Like I... Use, I'll use this example. This morning, I wanted to get a gift sent this weekend, but I wanted it delivered Friday, not Saturday. Well, I made the decision on Tuesday night to try to get this figured out, right? Like we're instant gratification people. That's our society is. We want it yesterday. We want it now. I'm not blaming these people, but what I guess Meredith and I try to do, and Jeff, you do the same, is paint this picture long-term to say, listen, I know this isn't what you wanted to hear. It's not gonna happen tomorrow. But if we start small with these super little minimal tasks for you to complete, when you complete those, you do get that instant gratification, right? Like you set a goal of like, today we're going to drink more water and you do that and check it off. You feel really good. Okay. Today we're going to add a veggie and you add that to your meal. Check that off. You feel really good. So you're getting that instant gratification without trying to change everything at once and, you know, crashing and burning in this long term. So we really try to paint the picture long-term, like, Hey, six months from now, you're going to look back and be like, Oh my gosh, I still enjoyed my life. I still, you know, I learned a lot and I can sustainably keep this off for the rest of my life. Right. But that's not an easy sell up front because we want it now. Yeah. Small victories. You know, that that's the biggest thing, I guess, for anybody new or hell, even anybody seasoned, um, whether they're doing their first bodybuilding show, whether they're just trying to lose a couple of pounds, take the small victories, hold on to them, celebrate the hell out of them and roll with that. So let's turn the tables here and, you know, being a gym owner and, and being in the gym, Meredith and Jeff, you see and hear this all the time, but the excuses. And I would say since COVID, like it's probably up 50%. And not to say that that is, it's not real. And I know people are, you know, that, that really is a real thing, but I think maybe the excuse and the commitment level isn't as high as what we saw before, but you obviously hear the excuse of, you know, time and money, and maybe I'm just not motivated. I think the biggest thing that could help everybody, and they, they definitely wouldn't like to hear it, but, you know, I wish as a trainer, I wish for you guys as, as gym owners, gym managers, that when somebody comes up to you and they say, so what happened was, and before they get another word out, you just point at them and say, it was you. And they'll look at you really confused, but like, whatever's coming out of your mouth next is bullshit because the only thing that happened was you. But on the flip side of that, the, the success should be credited to them as well. Um, you know, as far as the money and the time and, and all that stuff, I mean, come on, 
You know, if you have a subscription to Netflix, you're wasting time. If you have ever logged into Sheen.com, you're wasting money. If you have five Starbucks cups in your car, but you can't afford a gym membership, it's probably time for an intervention. So I, I think all of these things, like if people would get super real with themselves and spend that mental time in the mirror and say, okay, look, I sleep till eight o'clock every day. Seven o'clock is probably not that bad. I can eat a healthy breakfast. I can get a small workout in. I can just get moving. You know, I go to bed at midnight every night because I'm binge watching Narcos or, or binge watching Ozarks or, you know, Yellowstone. Maybe I could read a book. Maybe I could sleep a little more. You know, and then on the financial side, I mean, my God, I see it every day with, with automotive sales. You know, when you look at somebody and say, hey, your car payment's going up $30 a month and they freak out about that dollar a day. I promise you all three of us included can find something we waste a dollar a day. So, you know, when you look at a gym membership and you look at these promotions right now to sign up somewhere for $29.99, I guarantee you can afford it. You may not want to afford it. But there again, that's pointing the finger right back at yourself and saying, I must not want this as bad as I post on my Facebook because I'm not willing to cut out a cup of coffee, a pop, a snack at work, whatever it is to better myself. So if they can take the ownership of that and realize they do have the money, they do have the time, they do have the resources, man, they can do whatever the hell they want. I think that's the big part. I had a gal the other day come into the gym uh, wanting to cancel her membership. And, you know, we went through the gamut of like, what first, how did we fail you? What happened from the time you joined to now? And, you know, she is a business owner, runs a restaurant, putting in 14, 15, 16 hours a day, can't get anybody hired. You know, we went through all of that together. And I mean, I laid it out there for her. I'm like, listen, I, I get it. I'm a business owner. Every industry is hit hard with not being able to have employees. We're all working crazy long hours. And I mean, there was just no turning this gal's mind around. So all I could do at the very end before she left, I just said, listen, you have to take care of yourself because if you don't, you're not going to have anybody to work 15, 16 hours a day in your own business. And you're not going to have a business to run anymore. And if nothing else, I just hope that one statement stuck with her to realize, oh yeah, I don't really have the time right now to prioritize my health, but I'm going to have to make it or else I can't prior prioritize all the other things that I'm prioritizing outside of my health. So those conversations are really hard to have with people, but <laughs> that's why we love this podcast of, of truth hurts that sometimes, and they might not hear it in the moment. But it might be, you know, a month from now, six months from now, and two years from now, when they come back to that statement and that like, holy shit, Jeff was right. Like, he just told me how it is. And now I'm actually hearing it and, and doing something with it. So it's a tough combo. It, it is. And I, I think I, I wish for everyone that they could see the benefits to their overall life of just feeling better, right? And maybe eating healthier doesn't make you feel better. Okay. Maybe working out five days a week doesn't make you feel better. Hey, if little dabbles of those things make you feel better, you get to watch the rest of your life kind of blossom. I mean, I am just a royal asshole if I don't work out in the morning. And I know that that's my pattern and that it is going to be better for not only me, but the guys I work with, Rebecca, the kids, like everybody's just going to have a better day if I get my workout in. And so I know that's a part of my process, you know, so whatever these folks process looks like 
I just hope that they can find that little benefit to the world of healthy eating, to the world of fitness, to the world of just feeling better and watch how it affects the rest of your life. I think so many of us are just, especially now, we're just overwhelmed. We're overwhelmed with financial. We're overwhelmed with business. We're overwhelmed with family and running kids everywhere. And I think when things are overwhelming, we lose sight of kind of the big picture here that it doesn't have to be a grueling one hour workout seven days a week. Do you have 10 minutes? Could you do something in that 10 minutes to better yourself, right? Does it need to be eating chicken, chicken, broccoli and rice and meal prepping on Sundays and cutting up all your stuff? Could you just simply pick a salad maybe over the French fries for dinner? You know, where's your water intake at? Can you, can you just drink a little bit more water? So I think sometimes we're just like, here's a big picture and I just can't commit to that. So I'm just not going to do any of it. Best example I can give is I had a client one time that really wanted to sign up for our group training. And she's like, yeah, but I can't get there at five 30. I'm probably going to get there like at five 35. So I just won't sign up. And I'm like, so you're just not going to work out because you're going to miss five minutes of a 45 minute workout. So work out for 40 minutes or don't work out at all. She's like, Oh, you know, I never thought about it like that. I'm like, yeah, just because you can, can't commit to the whole thing, you can still commit to a really freaking good workout. So you missed the intro and the explanation. We got you, right? So sometimes I think it's just this overwhelming, like, oh my gosh, there's so many things I have to do. I'm just not going to do any of it because that's the easiest thing to do, right? But it's just celebrating those small victories and just baby steps, baby steps. I think diet culture and fitness culture has tainted the realistic approach to exercise and, and eating well, where, you know, you see all of these Insta famous people and everybody's putting their, you know, two hour workouts on Instagram and cute little gym shark outfits. And like, I'll be honest, like that's not realistic for people who are the business owners who are the moms and the dads of the world who, you know, who have these other obligations. So like showing up to the gym for 30 minutes and not tagging yourself on the Facebook page or sharing a video, like those workouts still count. And I think that that's gone missed in today's society. I have a lot of gym members. If they see me working out, they're like, Oh, I didn't know you worked out. I'm like, yeah, I work here. So of course I'm going to work out. I want, I'm going to practice what I preach. But I'm also not going to blast it on social media that I've spent an extra hour at my, my workplace or an hour at, you know, my, my neighborhood gym, but those workouts still really freaking count. Yeah. I think the intentions were great with like the Instagram fitness people. Um, and there's still a few out there. I mean, it's a very, very, very small percentage that are telling people the truth of, Hey, don't believe everything you see on here. Um, you know, in, I mean, the world of pro bodybuilding, I mean, prime example, it's like the less than half the percent of people who work out on a regular basis would ever stand a chance at becoming any kind of a pro bodybuilder. Yet we follow them on social media. We look up to them on social media and we think, my God, Mike Hearn just said a two hour workout. That's what I need to do if I want to look like that. And it's just not real. So I, I think the same thing, you know, you see uh, there's a guy right now, the liver King um, who eats raw animal organs only. Um, and the, the guy looks great right now. Do I think there's some chemical enhancements to this guy? Absolutely. But he's on there preaching. Like if you just eat cow heart and liver all day, you're going to walk around at 250 pounds solid at like 4% body fat. That's not real. First of all, nobody wants to eat that shit. And second of all, you can't sustain that. And I think that's the biggest thing is everybody looks at somebody like that 
and they're just in that desperation mode. They're reaching out, they're searching, and they grab onto something and they run with it. So, you know, in my opinion, we need more realistic stuff like the things we're talking about today. Grab onto that. Grab onto a little tiny bit of something that just feels so good and it's so, so, so much more realistic and sustainable. Yes, Jeff, thank you so much for being here. We love the honest, raw side of you. I don't even know if there is another side of you, but we appreciate it. Thank you for being here and we're excited for our next round three. Hey, thanks for having me.